Hey, so I'm more interested. I know you're trying to make it about me, but I'm try- I want to make it about you. Like, what's the podcast about? The podcast is called Saturn Returns. Do you know about the return of Saturn? No. How old are you? 25. When you get to be between 27 and 31, Saturn will be in the same celestial location as it was when you were born. Okay. And that will signify a change from your youth to adulthood. And usually that time is accompanied by either a big philosophical change or a big life event okay. or some type of happening. I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Saturn Returns, a podcast about life changes, events, and challenges with a clear before and after. This week, you'll meet Becca and Luke, a couple who quit their jobs to live out of a van, travel the United States, and find out what's really important. Oh, you are recording right now. Yeah. All right, ask me some questions. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Luke Afsek. I am Carol Stanizek's daughter's boyfriend. My mom's side of the family hadn't had a reunion in years. Nevertheless, I didn't expect to meet someone I didn't know and hadn't heard about. Luke is dating Becca, my second cousin and the daughter of my mom's cousin, Carolyn. Got it? Good. How did you know 27 and 29 for me? Like, how does that work? That's for everybody. So Saturn rotates around the sun, or revolves around the sun every 29.5 years. Okay. So people start feeling the effects usually around age 27, and by age 31, you've, like, moved through your return of Saturn and are in a totally new life stage. And I just quit my job and I am moving from Chicago to Laos so it seemed like a fitting title for That's cool. the podcast that I'm starting. Where's Laos? Laos is a small landlocked country. Oh it's a country. Yeah in Indochina. What were you doing that you quit? Uh, I was teaching high school art in yearbook. Okay. Right and on. now I'm gonna teach uh, adults English. Okay you're doing the uh, ESL thing. Yeah. If you've experienced your own return of Saturn I'd love to hear about it. Send me an email or comment on Saturn Returns Podcast's Facebook page. Luke and I are on a porch swing in the midst of a party, so you'll hear the metal clinking and the guests chatting in the background. (laughs) And where are you right now and how are you fitting in? I'm going to make the question my own. I'm uh, on planet Earth. I'm fitting in pretty good. I think this is a really welcoming group we have here. How does this family reunion compare to your own family's reunion a couple weeks ago? I think there is more youth here. My family reunion was older people. And there was actually more people, I think, at that family reunion, but it turned into like a couple family reunions where like a group of people, you know, even though you're somehow related, it's tough to go up to somebody you've never seen before. It takes a little energy to do that. So what happened was we probably had double the amount of people here, but there was like one group doing their own thing and another group doing their own thing. Right now we're having a family reunion, which probably hasn't happened for a very long time. I probably haven't seen you in like 10 plus years. Yeah, probably. easily, because I know we were kids and they used to be at your house. Yeah. My name is Rebecca Stanislaw and I am your second cousin. So I don't know what really sparked this one, but I'm happy to be in town for it. Uh, well, what's your line of work? I'm a web developer. I make websites for pretty much anybody who needs them. Try and be more discriminating, but I haven't been doing it that long. I was studying engineering for a while, and then I uh, quit that and moved into web development. I don't know, kind of geek. I like talking to computers. It's uh, comforting. They're very black and white. I have had 14-ish jobs already, so (laughs) I've... uh, not only like bounced around to different ones i've had four jobs at one time for a few months i've even been unemployed for a couple months in between all of that so i've like been bouncing around to a bunch of jobs and what kinds of things were you doing i got a zoology degree 
an undergrad, and um, immediately after college, I started working at a wildlife rehabilitation center. But we got paid less than ten bucks. They couldn't have me full time. There was just like it was a dead end job, and I was like, this is obviously I'm not gonna pay my bills with this job, and I had to have other jobs. There was also um, a year where I got really interested in health, so I did an online holistic health coach certification and um, started my own business for a little bit, but I kind of realized I really like to work with other people. I don't like to be my own boss. I'm like not that self-motivated, I guess. Currently building a dating website for Indian Americans, the subcontinent. Okay. Yep. The uh, the story behind that is, is I know a guy who he's an Indian American, but he's like, I mean, he's clearly Indian American if you looked at him, but he's like he resonates more with American than Indian. Although his parents, I think, came from India, like he was born and raised that way, and so like the thing is, he's caught in a weird a weird spot because he ideally is attracted to other Indian women, but. He's not looking for traditional, like, I mean, they're still doing arranged marriages at, at, at points. And there is, um, there's an Indian American dating website, I think it's called Shadi. And Shadi means in Hindi, it means like marriage or something like that. So he, he came to me and he's like, hey, I got this business idea. Well, you make a dating website for Indian Americans that isn't so focused on like long-term commitment. He wants like, he doesn't want Tinder. He wants like a, like one step of class above Tinder where it's like, Hey, look, we're not looking for long-term commitment. We're just... The Bumble Match mix. Yes, well for said. For children of immigrants who well are American... At heart. ...in culture and have mm -hmm. been raised in America. Yep. But are Indian and still want to preserve their Indian heritage through casual dating and not an arranged marriage. I, you should send me that so that I can like feed that back to him and we can put that in the marketing message. And are you from Northeast Ohio? Yep, born and raised in Seven Hills, Ohio, moved to Independence, Ohio, and uh, been living in a van for five or six months. That's cool. It's a long-term goal of mine. I want to yeah. get a van, and I haven't seen a lot of the American West, and mm -hmm. I really want to travel around and see the national parks. Yeah, that that was a the national parks didn't draw me so much. I'm like very interested. Born and raised as a suburban guy, and like kind of like sheltered, went to Catholic school, and like I don't know, there's something about the city that's always kind of like just like the perceived danger and like just the the epicenter of culture i've always been into cities um and so now i've been to a lot of cities i could say they're all a little bit the same they're all a little bit different do you still live in the van sort of um and becca yeah. lives in the van too sometimes what kind of van is it it's a chevy express and does it have a bed in the back or <laughs> memory foam queen mattress and does it have built. any like cooking or kitchen area yeah propane stove um got a refrigerator running off an rv battery got a little electrical setup i have a mechanical engineering background and that kind of helped that's great when i was driving from arizona to california i saw this van and it had this instagram handle the van with no plan that's what it said yeah that's awesome and so i started following them and they're like my van life dream hell yeah um and they've upgraded their van since i saw it and now mm -hmm. they have a new van and yeah. this new van has like bunk bed hammocks 
and they do a lot of skateboarding. So Damn. they are going like kind like you know, couple, play. two guys, uh, girl and a guy. Brothers. Okay. Where do you park it? You can park it pretty much anywhere. Like I haven't really checked out these streets, and this is kind of like upscale. You don't want to park on the side. My band, her name is affectionately Rusty. She's a rusty old van. Bought her off Craigslist. She's a piece of shit, but I love her. And and like to park on this street would be dangerous because people here got a little bit more money and I come from this area too you know what I'm saying but we're very like alert and aware you know my parents would come home and they'd be like hey what's I've never seen that man you know but if you go to some place a little bit closer to a downtown area, maybe five miles away instead of 15 miles away, you start getting into suburbs where people don't give a shit where you park on the side of the street. Just don't park there repeatedly. And you're it's probably allowed to park overnight. Absolutely. And there's other cars Absolutely. parking overnight. There's another thing, too. There's no parking officers working from like 6 p.m. to like 8 a.m. So you can go into the middle of any downtown city. I mean, I'm talking Manhattan. You can go into the middle of Manhattan and you can park your van. And as long as it's like after 7 p.m. and you wake up before the parking officers get around, you'll be fine. So you just go to bed early and wake up early. or go, Yeah, ish. And it's good. Where's your favorite place that you've gone? Um, I really like Denver. I spent a lot of time there. It's a cool place. It was a good time to be there too. It's like uh, early fall. Um, they get like a, I learned a lot about Denver when I was there. It's like one of the only, it's not the only, but it's one of the only cities in America that is like big-ish. It's probably top 50 or something. And it has no like big water around it. It's like just mountains and like it's landlocked. It's not very close to things. Is there a river in Denver? There probably is, but like it's definitely not pronounced. It's not a huge part of it, you know? Um, and that's why it's a huge stopover. It is almost like it's not the point in the middle of the country somewhere in Kansas, which is right next to Colorado, but Denver. I mean, it's very close to the middle. And that's why whenever you fly, you're like going through Denver. Like everybody's going through Denver and the airport's huge. Um, but you know what? It's got a lot of cool shit going on. They get like, it's one of the only places in the year, I don't golf, but this is what somebody told me. It's one of the only places in the year that you can golf 12 months around. And what's interesting about that is if you golf 12 months around, it just says something about the climate. You know, it does get cold, especially at night. It's really arid. It's called the Mile High City because it's 5,000 like feet. Yeah. Um, but they really don't get that much snow because um, it's so dry. And it's surprisingly warm. They get like 300 days of sunshine. Oh, that's like twice what Cleveland gets. Yeah, it's an interesting place. So I like Denver. It was cool. Stopped in Seattle for three weeks, but it was kind of a bad time. I was freezing cold, and I don't really have good climate control on the van. So it's like camping. You're kind of at the mercy of the elements. In some ways, yeah. You can you can work around it. Um, if you have a lot of money, you have a bigger van than I do, and you can set up like a climate control system. I just bought a solar panel. But I don't need it, but I want to start working less in coffee shops and more in the van. Um, and to do that, I need to like make it more comfortable in there and get like an electrical power source that I can depend on. Currently, the RV battery is only charged when the van is running, which is totally fine because the RV battery is huge. I mean, like a normal car battery, if, if you can picture a car battery, it's like, you know, that big for the podcast listeners. An RV battery is like three car batteries stacked on their long sides it's huge and so it's got a lot of juice when it's fully charged it'll power my my refrigerator in there for five or six days without ever turning the car on but if i turn the car on and drive for 10 minutes like the refrigerator will be running just fine what was the impetus or how did you decide like i am gonna live out of a van and i'm gonna work remotely and have this life 
Um, I don't. I think we like to live our lives and then create a story and pretend that it was like real purposeful. But like, I did most of my shit just out of like emotional like angst and like weird decision. I dropped out of college, bad decision. I like started a career I didn't really know it was gonna be a good path, and um, I didn't know why I was doing the the van trip at first. Um, but met her and then came on home. But yeah, I think it was I think it was real lonely at home. I wasn't really didn't wasn't really fitting in. I left I dropped out of school and then I didn't have really when I moved back home with my parents and away from my college friends, I didn't really keep up my connects in high school. I don't really it's not really my personality. I don't really keep up connects with anybody. And uh you know, I was just going through shit as we all are. I was telling Carol the other day, or on the drive here, just about how like I kind of think deep down that because I've done other traveling other than this, I've talked to a lot of travelers. And I'm always super curious. One of the questions I always ask them is like, why did why do you travel? And it's such an interesting question because nobody ever has a good answer to it. And I feel that most people who are traveling are they're looking for something. They're searching. You know. But you don't always know what it is. You have to, like, go out and do it. And then maybe in retrospect, you can be like, you know what? Here's why I was doing it. But you don't always know. So I think the van trip was about maybe finding a companion, finding people I resonated with. So how did you meet Becca? Uh, we went to high school together. Um, but we weren't friends at all. And my one of my close friends in high school, like I said, I don't keep on my, up my connects. So when I left high school, we stopped being friends. And he became friends with Becca. And we both got invited to his wedding. Um, and, uh, you know, I never really talked to Phil all that much. And, but we both went to his wedding and we met there and she was dating some guy. And then she, we like had a real interesting night, you know. And, but it was that, she was dating somebody. So I went and did my van thing. Hell yeah. I went and did my van thing, and then a couple weeks later, she texts me. She's like, hey, how are you? We should watch a movie. And I'm like, we haven't even been keeping up. Yeah, exactly. And then when she found out what I was doing, she was like, that was so cool. And I was like, that is exactly what I was hoping to hear. Because not everybody thinks that way, really. And then she came out, spent a week with me in Yellowstone. Spent, like, another week out in Seattle with me. And then uh, came home. As you've heard the story already, broke up with... My ex-boyfriend, and then um, a week later, I had a dream about Luke, and I was like, I want to see what he's up to. And I called him, and he's like, I'm in Denver. I don't know when I'm coming back. So I was like, I was, I'm really, I was really unhappy in that relationship. Like, trying to do something fun. I'm like coming out to meet you. Where you want to go? So uh, met him out a couple times, and eventually he came back home because he wanted to be closer. And um, then I, I narrowed my job down to one job, the restaurant, and I saved up a bunch of money. And then we went on our own trip, which only lasted about three weeks. Um, he's a lot more introverted than I am. Uh, he like was in a van for like over 100 days and like 
didn't didn't make I mean he made a couple friends but he's not that social he's he likes to you know code by himself it's not very you know interactive it's like the opposite of you where you want to be around people and be talking to people yeah like I had four jobs at one point I'm making lots of co-workers lots of friends like I'm always talking to people and I come home from work and I go to his place or I'd go to my parents or I'd hang out with friends um, so on this trip I kind of went a little insane because it was like, <laughs> it was like I went from hanging out with tons of people to just being with Luke pretty much. And so I went through some sort of mental struggle because poor Luke, I was trying to be like, no, let's do this, let's do this. And he's like, I got to work, like I got to put food on the table, babe. And I'm like, I'm bored. So uh, eventually we had a, we just pretty much went all in New York. Uh, had a mishap in New York City and wound up back home and I realized that I need to have a job where there's other people, where I've got co-workers and I need to be in one place where I can have like multiple friends, like create a social group, you know I think that's really important, you need to have well, you can't rely on just your partner for everything you need to mm. have friends or like a tribe around you mm -hmm. yeah, I need to find keep some keep friends yep, yep mm -hmm. And what was your dream about what, about Luke? Like, that's fine? Like, yeah, honestly, this, I don't know how crazy I'm going to sound, but, like, I have, I have dreams, and if I feel good about them when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I kind of feel like that was a little bit of a sign. And that Luke dream was the, was the first one I had, that I was like, all right, I woke up, and I'm like, I just, I think I had a dream, I just, like, went on, went to the movies with him and his brother or something, and I woke up, and I'm like, I'm just going to call him, see what's up. Um, my, I also, my, my ex-boyfriend, the one I broke up with, uh, had, like, contacted me and wanted to meet up or something, and I was having nightmares for three days straight, and I was like, I don't think that this is a good idea, like, my subconscious is like, don't do it! It was leading you in the right direction. It was like, stay away! Yeah, and, uh... I've had other dreams that, like, since I've not had a job, I've been having dreams where I'm working in the ocean with animals, with fish, and that's kind of, like, what I thought I wanted to do. So I'm kind of just, like, taking that up, and that's the kind of jobs I'm applying You've got to find the path. So are you still spending time between your mom's house and the van? Mm, and Luke's place, too. Sometimes. And he has an apartment also? His parents'. His parents' house. Okay. And so you're either in a really condensed close space mm -hmm. or you're in like these big suburban houses that mm -hmm. all of our parents spent their like early adulthood saving to buy. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll own property or do you think that this is a phase in your life or do you feel committed to um, kind of moving around and not having a permanent home? Um, I think I have at least like a permanent area as long as I've got a job like I didn't have a problem being in a really small van with somebody else the, the only thing the only reason why it probably didn't work out was that we had to be together I couldn't like leave and drive somewhere else you know that we weren't able to separate um, whenever we wanted to do different things so I could see uh, getting my own van 
and like we'd have his and her vans and like <laughs> travel around and be like, hey babe, meet me in this Walmart parking lot. And be like, sure thing. <laughs> so have you slept in a lot of Walmart parking lots? That's like such a standard cliche of like where people park yeah. to stay overnight. Yeah, and uh, I think we sometimes would park on um, like free parking lots, downtown cities, sometimes if we could find them. Um, we almost tried to park in garage once, but we needed the breeze because it was like dead air and it's hot you know so like that breeze does a lot <laughs> how does your mom feel about oh, the situation she's a wreck <laughs> i i uh i definitely have caused her a lot of pain this past year it seems like but it, i've eased i've eased her into it and i've eased myself into it like when i first moved back home i was going crazy because i was not used to them being in my life so much and like i just went through a breakup and i was like i need my space and, and you're an adult mm-hmm. so it's hard to be back in your parents house. yeah yeah doing things on my own like they're asking me where i'm going i'm like Please, just stop caring. Like, you're annoying, you know? What do you think her biggest goal for you was? Like, when you were growing up, what did she always tell you? Oh, she never really swayed me to do anything or be anything, which I'm, I mean, I'm sure, like, psychologists are like, oh, my God, that's bad. That's why you don't have a job right now. But honestly, like, it's given me space to, like, figure out what I want to do without, like, the par- the parentals being, like, you need to be a doctor, and then I'm growing up, and I'm a doctor, and I hate my life, you know? Are you happy? Yeah. I, like, I, there was a moment that I had right after I had graduated high school, and I was sitting at the kitchen table with my mom, and I was just imagining what my life would be like, and I was imagining, like, the typical roadmap of, like, you go to college, you graduate, you met a boy in college, and then you get married, and then you have kids, and you've got this house, and then you live this life, you're in an office job, blah, 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 and I just, like, pictured that, and I looked at her, I was like, does life get more fun than this? And she left, and she's like, of course it does, and I was just like, I don't really see that, but now, I'm like, I've created this, like, really interesting life that I have no idea where I'm going to be next month, and I'm like, loving it, having a good time. That's amazing. (laughs) You've been listening to Saturn Returns. Thanks to Luke and Becca for sharing your stories. Thanks to the Greco family reunion. And thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe on iTunes or at reginagbeach.com. Click on the link for Saturn Returns. You can also like and comment on the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Saturn Returns podcast. See you next time.